0: What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work, soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Christian Family Life Podcast. As we dive into the topic of communication, this episode brought to you by Engaged Coffee. Check it out at engagedcoffee.com. It'll be launching soon. Find out more. There's two things you can never get too much of. You can never have too much coffee, and you can never have too much communication. So let's dive in. And talk some practical steps to communicating better in our marriage.
0: All right, man, Roland. Thanks for that, and uh, excited to be here again. And um, we're gonna go practical today. You know, I know we gave a lot of uh, information in the last uh, three weeks. If you haven't heard those podcasts, go on back and listen to them. Um, but today, let's we're gonna go practical and and walk through maybe the how tos and what are best practices and what we should say and how we should say it and body language and all that stuff.
2: You know what I think is really cool is that we're going practical th- today, but there's a lot of scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that scripture mm-hmm. is practical. Yeah, and, and
0: we're gonna touch on that. And so one of the things I wanna start off with is just throwing this statement out is that communication is a skill. Um, we can continue to work on it and improve our entire married life. So it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I got figure it figured out, I'm good to go. It's, it's something that's constantly worked. And it's not just your communication uh, style, but it's also understanding your spouse and how to best communicate to your spouse.
2: Um, Webster's Dictionary defines communication as a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. Mm. So behavior plays a big part in communication. It's not just the words that we say, but it's how we say them.
0: So you got body language, you got that rolling of the eyes, that snapping and Z formation type of attitude.
2: Yes, all of those things.
0: Well, here's kind of some of the spots we want to touch on today and when it comes to communication being practical is uh, being honest in your communication. We'll, We'll touch on that. Being direct. Like, don't beat around the bush Just say say what you what you need to say. Land the plane. <laughs> uh, be kind in that process, and then being thoughtful. And so, Tammy, let's start off with uh, with you um, in Psalms nineteen fourteen. Let's let's see what that says, and then we're gonna we're basically gonna springboard off of some verses today.
3: Okay, so Psalm nineteen fourteen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Uh, so, when we when we speak to others, I think always we check our heart. We check what. Why is it that I'm saying what I'm about to say? If yeah. it's if it's a matter of speaking the truth in love, what's mm-hmm. what's what's my heart behind it? And um, and is it for their betterment? Is it help or is it just to speak my mind and I think um, everything we do we should always look to ask the Lord to show us our heart to I I was
1: gonna jump in on the end of the verse because you were referring to what is it that drives what we're about to say and if we're honest a lot of times what drives what we're about to say is we're we're angry Mm -hmm. we feel mistreated Mm -hmm. we feel taken advantage of and so we react and so in communication, we're not saying that you bury those feelings. You're honest with those feelings before the Lord. You're honest with those feelings before your spouse. But, the, but where you go before you react so that you can act in that communication is you recognize the Lord is your rock. Mm-hmm. I know that we, we hear often, and I, and I think it's okay to say, my spouse is my rock. He mm-hmm. or she is the rock. Of this family. Mm -hmm. And in one sense, it's okay to consider that at a horizontal level, but who's really the rock? Mm -hmm. It's vertical. The the rock is really the Lord. So I have to look at the Lord in my life. And so the thread we always go back to is moving from performance to faith. Not that we ignore performance. Not that we don't do things for each other. Not that our spouse isn't a rock. But who's really the rock? Mm -hmm. (laughs) By faith, God is the rock. And then what is He as well? He's our Redeemer. Yeah. And so He can redeem any situation. We're, we're going to run into tough times in our marriage. There's going to be conflict, and we have to work through it. And in that communication, we recognize God God can redeem this. And so we'll look to our rock and our Redeemer so that the, the words of our mouth and, and, man, the meditation of our heart, it's sad, uh, mm. the dark places that we can go to.
0: You know, Jane... It, I started start thinking about James chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And the the verse says uh, what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you so it's that deep that deep uh sin that's within our heart um and so to your point Roland and Tammy when you are in a conversation and the flesh is taking over you're really looking at your spouse and the situation there and how you're going to respond versus filtering first through your relationship with the lord Mm -hmm. and um and i think you know all of us have been um, culprits of it but you find yourself and and susie and i find ourselves where today after 27 years and really going through the material with the two becoming one where we find ourselves at least pausing Mm -hmm. (laughs) to it, it may start there in the flesh but then we use, you know, one of our, our phrases. You're not my enemy, so there's a deeper issue here. Let's look into it. That's but right. the thing is that we, you know, this is a human struggle. I want to dig into Susie's issues and say, okay, you got to get these things right. right. Where it's not that's got to be me with the rock of our salvation with Jesus Christ, and and that verse there that's in right. that text, it, it goes on to say in verse seven, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil; he will flee from you. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. And so it's, it's a repentance of our, our own heart. Even though we may feel like we're right in the situation, the way we go about it may not be the best. And it's almost like I told you so type of thing. And so just you know, being, being thoughtful, being kind in light of who God is in your life, not so much what your spouse has done or not done.
2: I think one story that this takes me back to is when I was a stay-at-home mom with the kids and they were young, and this, and this translates into communication with your spouse. Um, you spend a lot of time at home alone with your kids, <laughs> and um, a lot of trials come like each and every day, multiple times throughout the day, and I just remember getting to a point where, I, I, I don't know what brought this thought into my mind, but it was like, what if someone planted a tape recorder in your house today? And it was just you and the kids, or at least that's what you thought. A tape
0: recorder, you're going way back. Huh? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <What> <laughs> but, is <that>? but Someone <laughs> planted a recording device
2: <laughs> in the house, and they were able to listen to your conversations throughout the day. Hmm. And it was almost a physical embarrassment mm-hmm. of the communication that took place between me and the kids. And then that translated over to when you have a, you know, a communication issue with your spouse – like, what if other people were privy to the way that you spoke to your spouse? Mm. Like, and then, but but just the weight of it being that the Lord is present all the time. Mm. You know, you may think you're behind closed doors and you may, um, oh, I, there was a... A King of Queens episode where Doug and Carrie wanted to fight, but it was a nuisance to the neighbor, so she went through the whole house. She was closing windows and she was closing (laughs) curtains and doors and just trying to make sure everything was sealed so that it wouldn't, you know, translate out into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if you think about that, we can do all of those physical things but the Lord is ever present mm-hmm. in our conversations, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, as it relates to this topic of marriage and your communication with your spouse, that the Lord is always there listening to what you're saying, how you're saying it, why you're saying those things. And so it's important that verse is just so good, so good.
0: Yeah, so it's, I mean, it kind of falls onto under that being kind aspect. You know, be kind, not because you want to check a box off and you want to get some brownie points, but yet because of our relationship with God, his kindness towards us, you know, in that verse, when while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so the gospel message keeps seeping into this communication.
2: Isn't there a verse that says, it's your kindness that leads us to repentance? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know.
0: And so being kind, Suze, um, if you want to read uh, Proverbs eighteen thirteen,
2: Sure. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. I would definitely say I was guilty of this. I say was, but was slash am.
1: Confession is good for the Confession soul. Tammy, good. would you like to join
2: in <laughs> with
0: Susie here?
1: No, not really. <laughs> I
2: this mean, is being recorded. She's like, out. <laughs> like, if you ask me, do I want to be considered in the, in the camp of folly and shame? No, I don't. But... Do I give an answer before I hear the whole, the whole situation? Oftentimes. And so I think it's good to just, we talk about it on the podcast a lot, but the power and the pause, you know, just stop uh-huh. and just listen. It's so good to listen. So good to listen.
0: And my patience helps with that process. And
1: I was thinking the same thing, you know, duly noted as <laughs> our wives express uh, their, their error uh, and, and folly in the relationship as we as men exemplify proper, mature spirituality. <laughs> you had to go big words, man, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to make it sound good. But yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I think in that process is the thoughtfulness of letting the other person, before you formulate the answer, before you already have a response ready, let your spouse get the, the message across of what they're trying to say because you can't read their minds and you're thinking they're going one way and then if you allow them, you're like, oh, okay, that that sheds light on what the conversation is.
1: Yeah, and here we contrast performance love and faith-based right. love. Our, our natural tendency, if we don't think about it, is to be performance-based. And in performance-based, we love based on what the other person is is doing for us and also judging what they do and automatically assigning motive behind that. Mm. And in 1 Corinthians 13, where love is defined, one of the ways that love is defined is it thinks no evil. But there's not a person alive that doesn't want to consider themselves astute in the sense of, I know why you did that. Mm. Uh, I know exactly why you did that. I know what you were trying to do. And a lot of times, it, it, it may be exactly what you're thinking, mm-hmm. but love is is going to think no evil. We're we're not going to assign evil to something. Love pursue that person anyway, and uh, allow them to speak. And if you are speaking truth to one another, then you can begin to to unravel the the knot that's been created. Mm-hmm. In the conflict that you have.
0: You know, that's a good point. We that I think we need to discuss is the knots that we've created, and it takes time. I don't know if you guys have ever had one of those massive knots, you know, and you're in the garage, and the you know you, you want to throw it up against the wall because you get tired, but you got to keep working at it. And I think when you're talking communication, when we're talking about the things that <laughs> um, that we're talking about. We hope that people hear that this is not like. Hey, if you just say something kind today, it's going to unravel that entire knot that you've created the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's a process of exercising spiritual maturity, <laughs> spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Keep going to the Lord. Um, this morning, you know, I was reading in, in, in Romans chapter 12 and just talking about um, do not be conformed by the patterns of the Lord, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a continual renewing of your mind to move from performance to faith. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to jump a couple of verses that's on our list, guys, And uh, since we're here. But Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I think that's what we're talking about. It's this process of being thoughtful in your relationship, being kind, being thinking of what is true, what is honorable in that process so that you are untangling that knot so that afterwards it's like, oh, we feel released from the pressure of performance Mm -hmm. and really focusing on God to untangle that for us rather than us forcing each other to untangle, which all we're doing is making it more of a knot.
1: Mm -hmm. I chuckled a little bit as you were... Uh, t- talking about that because the idea of cultivating the right kind of communication, cultivating the right kind of interaction with each other, and no matter how committed we are to faith principles, no, no matter how much knowledge and understanding we have of how we're supposed to interact with each other, that we battle the flesh. There, mm-hmm. there are always those moments, and I laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. Tammy and I are uh, on a walk around our neighborhood and in the midst of prayer and from prayer to to affirming one another and what we appreciate about one another to all of a sudden misunderstanding what <laughs> each other's saying and so how <laughs> h- h- how do we transition from such spirituality to such closeness to each other to what in the world are, <laughs> yeah. what in the, what in the we started
3: what? that walk all spiritual and <laughs>
0: That was like and twenty years ago. Yeah, or was it, was it, yesterday. Or was it yesterday? Twenty, 20 hours. <laughs> twenty hours. <laughs> twenty hours. Yeah, 20 we hours started ago, off
3: that conversation. We just thought, oh, let's take this walk and and talk through some things. And then by the end of it, and it was you know maybe forty minutes, we were on our back on our road back home. <laughs> I was it was it's amazing how things went south, but it was. And it,
1: we know. And we know, as we say the. Things like this. Some couples are, hey, can't relate. You know, we just always communicate the right way. So, hey, we applaud They're not you. telling the truth. Or they're not yeah.
3: talking. Yeah. yeah. Or,
1: hey, we applaud you. Great job. But I'm sure there are other couples that have experienced what we've experienced where you've just had conflict and you realize, oh, yeah, the windows were open. <laughs> the neighbors think we are on our way to just a, a completely broken family here. <laughs> That's right.
2: No, go ahead. I think in the world that we live, the, the message is communicated to individuals. Make sure you're heard. Make sure you get your point across. You want to be appreciated. You want to be, you know, words of affirmation is important and I'm, I'm not discounting any of those things. But sometimes it's real easy to get caught up in that frame of mind and that thought process that it's all about you mm-hmm. and it's all about making sure your needs are met and your voice is heard and you are communicating. But sometimes we don't leave room. And when, when we do leave room for the Holy Spirit to step in, it's, it's almost like, shouldn't you be putting all this focus into making sure those things are um, happening for your spouse? Mm-hmm. instead of yourself it's like why are you so concerned you know if if, if we do want to take scripture and we want to look to the needs of others and do unto others as you would mm-hmm. have others you know I think it would it just it takes the focus off of us and making sure like I said all those things your voice is heard and you're mm-hmm. you're being you know validated and making sure that's happening for your spouse mm-hmm. and then leaving that up to the Holy Spirit to do that in your life
3: mm. it makes me think of the verse um proverbs ten nineteen 19 in the multitude of words sin is not lacking but he who restrains his lips is wise and how many times mm. have we been <clears throat> in a conversation yep. and and you know we might say something and it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know that you might share a verse or you might share some insight and then you have to keep going and it's like you can even sense that okay i'm just kind of on autopilot now i'm not really listening to the holy spirit and then and then i'm just go i'm just saying what's on my mind and it's like but he who restrains his lips is wise and how how often that you know maybe that's maybe that's where you where you stop and say and say this is this is all i'm going to say you don't just keep going and oftentimes and i think that's what happened to us yesterday you know just mm-hmm. just kind of we there was that we saw something completely different and, and you just
1: needed to stop yeah like,
3: <laughs> right <laughs> i did actually but but I'm, i think it was more and, in and this conversation it was more kind of thinking this is what's going to play out because it's played out before like this and so it's almost like it's like preemptive let's let's go ahead and work this out now before you know there's 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 something you know upcoming that we're a little concerned about and so we're kind of talking about it how how is this going to play out and this is what happened another time that we had this similar situation and i just don't want this to happen again because i felt like that was a mistake and it's like how many times we just and god just says trust him and leave it in his hands and and um sometimes we just get we get in our heads and we think that we could catap- uh that we catastrophize things mm-hmm. in our minds mm-hmm. and so, so that's
1: really good at, um I'm going to read a verse, and I think that a a good thing to keep in mind is the second faith principle of accepting our spouse as God's provision. And one of the sub points that sits underneath that is when we go to Genesis 2, and it says that Adam and Eve were both naked Mm -hmm. and unashamed. And so the positive is that when we're communicating, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be this great communication and we're going to be laughing our way through it. Sometimes the communication's hard. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And so our, our best friend is our spouse. And so as our best friend, they're, they're going to need to sharpen us. They're going to need to call us out on our stuff. And the great thing is that as we undress, no, no matter what we look like when we undress, there's no shame in that. And a lot of times what's happened with couples is their lack of communication, their lack of skill in communication, their uh, eclipsing communication altogether and just deciding it's too difficult, they carry a lot of shame. And they shame each other. Mm -hmm. And they feel shame themselves. And what the Lord wants is for you to be naked and unashamed, to undress in every single way and to feel safe, to not feel shame with that. And in Proverbs 18... 21 says this death and life are in the power of the tongue Mm. and those who love it will eat its fruits Mm. Uh, we ought to speak life with our spouse now it doesn't mean that we don't sharpen them but many times Tammy has said exactly what I needed to hear and if I'm looking to my rock and my redeemer I'm realizing this this is exactly what I need to hear because Tammy doesn't say it and push me away, but Tammy says it and presses in, and lets me know. Going back to that faith principle of provision, there are aspects of this particular character trait where there are aspects to your personality. There are aspects to uh, your disc profile. There are aspects to your strength finders, aspects to your Enneagram, whatever. Insert whatever you want in there uh, that I love. But but this is a shadow and this is something mm-hmm. I'd want to encourage you. And she presses in and doesn't attach shame to it, is just speaking truth to me in love and, and actually speaking life. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't hear that, if I don't if I don't hear that, man, I'm not sharpened and, and mm-hmm. I go on unfortunately suffering consequences and maybe not understanding why. Mm-hmm.
2: So, looking at um some practical, we said we were going okay. to discuss practical in this. I'm going to kind of guide this toward the end, but listening for everybody to speak in and perhaps share a personal story or a thought or an idea that our listeners could take and um, apply in their own lives. So the first time, the the first thing to do, and this isn't just your regular communication on a daily basis, but this is when there's something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, um the first thing to do is set aside a time I have found that very rarely um, is in the moment a good time to talk about it it's just not it's just you're not going to communicate what you want you're not going to communicate it the way you want it so set aside come to your spouse and say hey listen I don't want to worry you. I don't want to trouble you. I always have to preface it with that with Gio. (laughs) I don't want to trouble you. But there's some things that that I think we need to talk about. And so what do you think? You have time in your your schedule this afternoon, later on tonight, tomorrow morning. And it just kind of gives you time to prepare. So I think setting aside a time is a really good idea.
0: Yeah. You know, in that process, I think writing stuff down that you want to talk about. Because I think you forget about it. And um, you you show up to that discussion that's been scheduled, and you're like, ah, maybe I remember one or two things on that list, but then then you forget. And then it's like three days later, it says, oh, I'm gonna bring this up now, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh hey, man, we're gonna drag this situation mm-hmm. on longer than it would it really really needs to be. And so writing these things down, I think, would be good when you go into that discussion. And then I think in that discussion. Maybe even stating, hey, listen, you've got the floor. I'm not going to jump in, you know, share what you need to share. Um, and then afterwards, we can, we can work through the process of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because I think for us, that's that's what I do. Uh, like, I'll hear something, and then she'll get to a certain point in that, and I'm already, like, jumping in with whatever I want to say. And, mm-hmm. and then she'll say, stop, let me finish. <laughs> Let me get through it, right? Yeah, we
1: hear. What are some of the challenges of setting aside time? Because I think sometimes we set aside time, but if there's resentment, the Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath." Doesn't mean we need to deal with something right away, but if if we go to bed and there's uh, unresolved conflict, but we find it difficult to uh, hold hands or have our spouse touching us in any way to where we have to move to where we're almost falling off of the bed, <laughs> then there's there's resentment that's built up in there. And so that makes it <coughs> difficult to to wait or to set aside that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I think that by faith... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was it. just going to say, that's where I think that by faith, you just go, look, we love each other. Uh, we like each other a little bit, not as much as we prefer to like each other right now, but we're we're going to talk about this. Like this is not going to go unresolved. One or the other understands that there's something you've got to work through, but you're not going to do what a lot of times just comes natural and you reject or you attach a shame to something. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. When your toes can't touch in bed. Yes. <laughs> That's a sign.
1: That's a sign. That's a sign.
3: <laughs> okay, so another good thing to bring to uh
2: communication when you're when you're in the heat of it, ask good, open-ended questions. And I think that um, this can come from setting aside the time, like preparing for a conversation. So asking good, open-ended questions that you truly do want to hear the answer to. Mm -hmm. Not that you think you already know, so you're trying to trip them up and catch them in something that you've noticed about them all along, but you are truly desiring to learn new information about your spouse.
0: Yeah, I think this is, uh, I'll put a plug in for our retreats that we do. Um, this is kind of what's dr- driven a little bit of our thought process with a retreat. Because you picture a couple going to dinner. They finally got time away, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, we're going to get time to, to go to dinner. And actually, the wife is probably saying, I get some adult time. Because I've been with the kids for the last month. and um, mm-hmm. And you sit there and you look at each other. And your meal comes out and what's the conversation like?
1: I don't know because Tammy gets a phone call from one of the kids.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's one practical thing. Turn the phone off. <laughs> oh God. but but okay, take all distractions out, out. The second thing is your tendency is to go to the kids or work or that type of thing. Open ended questions I think are intentional. I don't think you just show up without with with without anything and just hope that the conversation goes down a path that's going to be edifying and healthy and encouraging. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, on our retreats, we call them guided conversations. I think that we need to put together guided conversations when we go out to eat. Um, we've talked about it before, the daily temperature readings where it gives you a bunch of things to talk about. You know, what are, what are your hopes and dreams? What, what's, what's something that may be, um, We don't know about each other, like Susie said. And just having conversation beyond the natural tendencies that we go to, which are the kids. And, and, I mean, we all love to talk about our kids, but in that moment, we want to make sure that we are investing in each other.
1: Yeah, taking the time to be considerate of the other person. A lot of times we just want to convey what what our heart's desire is. We want to convey our dreams. We want to convey our plans. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're not an individual uh, in the relationship it's two people and God wants two people to become one. And so whatever your dreams are, whatever your plans are, whatever whatever things make you happy, uh, need to go in line with the person that God brought into your life that you committed to, that you entered into covenant relationship with, pressing in and finding out their heart and finding joy, not only in what you wanna do, but finding joy in identifying what brings them joy and figuring out where those two things come together way too many men way too many women are so self-driven are so self-focused that they, they just run over their spouse and their spouse is such a great cheerleader
0: mm-hmm. they're, they're
1: they're so behind them in everything that they do that they think hey this is the way that we go and never taking the time to ask those questions to find out hey what what are your dreams what are your desires mm-hmm. are we are we together in this thing mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I think when when you create that environment of naked and unashamed that you talked about earlier Roland Um, I think it at least gives the other party that doesn't really talk about it, the, the floor to be able to say, even if the spouse isn't asking the question, (laughs) Hey, let me share with you where I'm at. Let me share with you what I'm struggling with. Let me share with you, you know, what's going on in my life right now, because I know we've been busy and, and it seems like we're passing, uh, each other every day. And so, but creating that environment, um, where we're not shaming each other but we're actually welcoming the conversation is huge you've got to be able to welcome the conversation in your home you can't just well i really don't want to i'm tired i don't want to hear it or whatever it is and shut it down but but create an environment where everybody's free both couples are both people in the the relationship are free to share what they need to share
3: i think that's really important i do um there needs to be. A, you need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, when couples say things like "I'm done," "I'm done," mm-hmm. "I can't deal with this anymore," "I can't deal with you anymore," and I think that you know when we when we talk about you know what you're saying, you know death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. That I think that I, I it's almost like it silences any conversation, any further communication, and even safety. To be able to communicate, you know, Roland and I are so different, and I remember, you know, there were so many times where we needed to verbally process things, and then, and then, um, seeing things totally different. But we, you know, the, the the good thing is that we did, even if it always it didn't always end um, on a good note. But um, at the at the core of of our feelings towards our spouse is that you know, I'm, I'm with you, we're together in this. And when, when things are being said, like the finality of, okay, I'm done, I'm on my way Mm -hmm. to like, you know, if we stay married, we're not going to thrive or we are going to end the marriage. But I I think that those, that, that if you're not having these conversations where there's a safe, um, there's safety and there's, you know, that naked and unashamed where I can share with you what I'm seeing, and and you feel free to share as well. Um, so, really, be thinking about what what it is that your what your conversations are like, and what if there is no conversation, it doesn't mean that there's not resentment. It just means that you've you've drifted, mm-hmm. and you no longer are pouring into each other.
0: Yeah, that's good. Like, and so we challenge you guys as we close our time together. Um, go to the Lord and start unraveling those knots. <laughs> yeah, um, and open up the the channels of communication, and um, and at the end of the day, let me just read what First Peter four eight says. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin.
1: Mm, good stuff, right there. Oh, Can't yeah. communicate, never too much.
0: Be at the top of my list. Oh yeah. All right, well, we're glad you joined us. Catch us on the next one, and we thank you for listening in. Yeah, remember to check
1: out EngagedCoffee.com, coming soon. Really want you guys to be on the list so that you can be the first to get your subscription, get your coffee. thousand kisses from you, baby. Never too much. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.